This episode contains discussions about bullying, harassment, and suicide. Sensitive listeners should listen with discretion. If you or someone you know is experiencing suicidal thoughts, you can call the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Links to these resources will be discussed in the episode show notes. There are resources also we will discuss on the episode. Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I am so excited to be here today with a new friend that I have been waiting to have a chance to talk to her because I've been watching the work she does. So her name is Candice Duggar, and she is really, really the kind of person who cares about our kids. And her website is Bullied, Broken, Redeemed. So you can guess what we're gonna talk about today. A lot of you guys already know her through the Reimagine Education Conference, which was fabulous. So anyway, Candace, say hi to everybody and tell us a little bit about your homeschool journey. Well, first, Vicki, thank you so much for having me today. I also have to tell you, it's quite a privilege to be able to be here with you. When I started my homeschool journey a little over five years ago, you were one of the podcasts that I had on my playlist all the time. (laughs) So it's quite a circle to be here with you today. Um, And our journey, you know, as I just mentioned, started, we're actually getting ready. We've wrapped up our fifth year of homeschooling and our journey started not in a not in a way that God put on my heart, oh, it's going to be wonderful. Bring your children home. You're going to love all this time with them. My my homeschooling journey started with a lot of fear and anxiety and pain. We had our son, uh, our children have been in private school and in public school. And when my son was in seventh grade, my oldest, I, I realized something was seriously wrong. He had gone from happy and joyful and just really a zest for life and wanting to go to school to a child I didn't recognize. He was mm. very much in pain, withdrawing, angry. His grades weren't doing well. Um, he'd always had lots of learning differences and we were in and out of school working on his IEP. And I knew things were going on. I knew there was some bullying going on, but I didn't know the extent. And mm-hmm. God really put it on my heart, um, Vicki, that we needed to do something drastic and drastic, not as in switch schools, not as in public school, but he was very clear to me in prayer. You need to homeschool this kid. Mm -hmm. I spent a good solid six months going, yeah, I'm sure that's what you're saying to me, God, (laughs) but you're going to have to come up with a plan. (laughs) At the time I had come from the corporate world, loved what I was doing, but I'd become very sick and I was um, spent several years in bed, very, very ill. And it was through that time that God used my illness of me having to slow down and stop, which is where many people are today in COVID, my world stopped. It went from very busy outside of the home to bed rest. I could see the level of pain my children were in. Mm -hmm. And I could see the hurt that was happening with my son. And I remember being in an IEP meeting with my husband and the whole team at the end of the year, and he was struggling in so many things. And their answer to me, their answer to me for a math, we're in math, uh, for uh, fixing accommodations for his math, their 
me was let's get a handwriting therapist. And it was in that moment, like my world stopped. And I was like, you have to be kidding me. And I just said, that's it. We're done. We're done. And we have all failed this child, but that stops here because he's my responsibility. And my husband's like a deer in headlights. And, you know, we leave the meeting and showed up at our state conference uh, literally the next week. And I've never looked back and it has not been easy, but I truly, I have to tell you, Vicki, I honestly believe it's what saved my son's life. Yeah. Now that we've been able to spend time helping him unpack what was going on in his world the damage that was done to him through horrific bullying was something that I can see now why families come to us with children as young as seven, eight, and nine with suicide plans. It's horrific. Um, And so that's really how our journey started. It started out of pain and hope that something could be different and a want to help our son find joy for life again. And for knowing that he had purpose, that God had created him with an amazing purpose and that he had value and his, his experience had taken that all away from him, that he felt just worthless. And so uh, for, for us, that's really where we began. Yeah. So when you started investing in your son's healing and that took place in the homeschool setting, there were a lot of family changes, I imagine. Oh my goodness. Yes. What was all of that like? And how did you go about helping your son? Like, give us a picture of a journey that, that parents can kind of take some tips from you. Of course. Um, so, well, first I have to say, I, on top of being a reluctant homeschooler, I had a lot of family members who were really worried, my husband included, right? I got the, you can try it one year and if it doesn't work, he's going back. And I think many of them were very worried about my health. Could I take that on at the time? Would I be able to manage that? And would I be equipped with as much that was going on to help them? And it was honestly, Vicki, I just felt God's intervention of telling us this is what we had to do. So for me, the very first thing we did was flip the academic plan upside down. Mm. When he was in public school, he spent 80% of his time focusing on what he did not do well. Yes. He, you know, his dyslexia, dysgraphia, his dyscalculia, all of these things, compiling that with the mental attacks that had been on him from cyberbullying and in-person bullying had just broken his spirit. So we spent almost all of our time when I brought him home focusing on what he could do well. We put all of the things aside. I spent 80% of my day speaking life, speaking value, speaking truth back into him as to how he was created. And we surrounded him with activities that he could excel at. He was great at sports. He was phenomenal in history. He loved wilderness and fishing and survivalist things. So we, I number one, knowing the child had lots of learning differences, did have him start early in eighth grade, a high school course in history, because I knew he was exceptional at history. He just loved it. Yes. And that confidence that I believed in him, that he was advanced in something, gave him confidence that he could try. He was never held back. And he actually blew through three years of high school curriculum, his eighth grade year, uh-huh. because I gave him a place that he could excel. And then the rest of the time we took it slow. For every 10 success wins he had, I may introduce one topic of somewhere we needed to work on. Can you just repeat that? That yes. is the most powerful <laughs> thing. So just say it again. Yes. For every 10 successes and wins my son had, 
10, yes. I would then introduce one new topic yes. that's something that we needed to work on. So it wasn't a day filled with, you are not great at math facts, your writing is here. It was nothing like that. It was all of this place to help him find himself. And when he had the confidence through 10 big wins, I would introduce one thing in a way that's, hey, let's try to start working on this a little bit and see where we go. And if you can't get it, it's not your fault. My job's to help you find the right way to learn this topic. So we'll keep adjusting. And it got him to a point that Vicki, I know there's a lot of parents out there wondering, well, how did you ever really get him going, right? I mean, yeah. how did you do that? Guys, I have a son who I'm just going to jump a tiny, tiny bit ahead for you and tell a little of the end of the story. Yeah. This is a young man who just turned 17, who is starting dual enrollment college classes, who is traveling, or at least until COVID did, working on getting a scholarship for D1, D2 sports. He traveled oh. with me to the world conference of Christian psychologists and psychiatrists in October and collaborates with national specialists on understanding Gen Z bullying. He's getting certified as a life coach. He works with children who have really been broken by the system. And God has allowed his story of being broken to really healing other children. And in a way that it was not all academics, it was an important part of it, but he wasn't able to take that on until he had healed himself in confidence to find who he was and how he was created. That I, I am so, so very blessed to hear your story and to hear about the, you know, the jump forward in time to see what God is doing in him now. Interestingly, my mother is an educational psychologist. I mean, she's long retired, but when several of my kids were little and were really struggling with some learning disabilities, she worked with me to set up a lifestyle program for them where we concentrated on helping them find and know their strengths and then start developing compensations for the things they had to have in life. Like, you know, they had to do enough math to get through. And all of my kids have graduated college now and are successful human beings and living well in our world. So, you know, a difference is not something to be bullied. A difference is something that you compensate for, but God gave each each young person gifts and strengths mm -hmm. and to, to help them discover and develop those. Like how beautiful that you were the kind of mom that gave him those and probably it helped save his life. Uh, well, I truly believe it did. And one of the problems that I found, Vicki, which is why we um, started Bully Broken Redeemed, was as a parent, when we were struggling and going through needing help for bullying, there is really no support for parents. Right. The answers are we train teachers and we train the students, and it's all in understanding. But even at that, it doesn't talk about healing. Yeah. It stops at an understanding. And as a parent, if you go to the school, or at least for us, when we went and we talked about our experience or we tried to ask for help for our son, it was, we've handled it, we've got it. You were very much kept at a distance, right? A very big distance. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And there were no tools to help us. And I thought, this is ridiculous. I'm the parent, the front line of defense. Mm -hmm. And now that I understand that most cyberbullying is happening after 10 p.m. at night, mm -hmm. how are we not equipping our parents to know the red flags? How do we have suicide rates that are so high for children as young as 10, yet we are not equipping our parents with real 
tips and tools and techniques? And also, how do they protect their child? Or how do they document a case of bullying if they have to go to the police or they have to really escalate the situation for their child's life? And it didn't exist. And that just, there was very, very little out there. It was keeping the parental rights. We're the authority. We know best. We'll take care of this. You go back home. And when we recorded it, it made our son's life um, was put in more danger. Yeah. And that's something that families don't understand. So a huge part of our mission at Fully Broken Redeemed is to equip leaders, parents, and youth on not only understanding Gen Z bullying, which includes gaming bullying and cyberbullying and mm-hmm. understanding that, but how can they then take that and help their child heal to move forward? Because the damage that's done there can sit a lifetime yes. if we don't help process early. It even holds many adults that I meet now in the homeschool community back because of pain that they experienced as a child. And many parents dealt with bullying themselves and no one helped them. Yeah. And for that, they don't feel equipped to help their own child because no one helped them understand or have the tools to understand the difference between conflict and bullying. So I was I was so excited when I found your website because there are actually resources there. So, like you said, they're not they're not out there. A, a couple of years ago, I wrote a post for Seven Sisters Homeschool on children who have been bullied, and so they've been pulled from schools. And I, the resources were so thin. Oh, it's really bad. It was really like I had no links to put for tangible things. So tell a little bit about the work of Bully Broken Redeemed. Well, besides we do a lot of, we have about 14 workshops we do live from everything. So you think your child's a bully. We handle that aspect of it Mm -hmm. to just understanding and healing. We have put together, and and I have to tell you as a parent, when you're in crisis, the last thing you want is War and Peace books sent to you. Yes. So we have actually put together workbooks. We have an older product that I would say it's for children you'll know your child best, but that middle to high schooler, Mm -hmm. some children are actually dealing with such severe, intense bullying by fifth grade. They really need to be in that type of situation, really looking at that type of resources. Mm -hmm. And then we have a younger section because bullying now starts in pre-K. So we walk parents through that. So on our website, and actually all our products are on Amazon too, the Bully Broken Redeemed book is actually a book for parents to be able to read a story of what it's like for a child now dealing with bullying. Mm. And what we have found is by parents and the child being able to read it, and it's pretty short, you know, it's something you can read 20 minutes, right? Understanding what it's like in a child's shoes and sharing it with your child. And there has a lot of study questions and Q&A in the back to open discussions. But then being able to have that conversation with a child to know what's going on, we found many kids were able to open up about their story when their parents put in front of them what it's really like and that they understood that they could approach these subjects because their parents had already read about it. Yeah. We've actually had parents, you know, say, I can't believe this child would take his life. And other parents have their children have replied, I've actually attempted three times in the last month. Oh, so, yeah. so there's a lot of power in the story mm-hmm. for being able to put real life raw story in front of a child and a parent to open conversations. But then on top of that, we found so many parents just needed resources. So we've put a workbook together that helps parents not only, and it's very easy, guys, because I have to tell you, when we were in crisis, I needed short and quick and sweet and tell me what it is. So we teach them what's the difference between really understanding assault 
and sexual assault and bullying mm-hmm. and understanding what bully side is mm-hmm. and understanding myths about bullying and how you can help your child. We also teach them common apps that are out there for using bullying and sexting and what to do if their child's been, that's been part of the issue. We teach them how to deal with everything from documenting a case and letters for school to then helping the child move through ways of finding their value. And we have to offer about six or seven different resources from using black light, like invisible ink to be able to write their pain out to using money as monetary value and showing value. We give them lots of different ways that they can work through their child in starting places. Yes. Because we find they just need to start, right? We just need to start. The beauty of that is that a person who is in great pain, especially a child, doesn't have the words efficiently like some of us adults would. And using a metaphor yes. will do the healing work or at least get it started. Right. And as you have, obviously, this is really your background, but we introduce topics for parents to understand, like music therapy. And why would a child want a playlist mm-hmm. that when that impact is coming down, that they'd want something to be able to kind of tap into? How can they use writing therapy? For parents, having a code word with your child. So if you're out in public and they happen to run into a child or a situation that's triggering, because many of our children suffer from severe PTSD, Mm -hmm. if they're triggered or something is causing a high anxiety that they cannot verbalize that to you, what is a code word they could tell you that knows I calmly need to bring my child to another area? There could be someone around or something may have happened that we can remove ourselves and then come back and address it later. And so we kind of walk parents through many of those different ways to help bond. And and we also teach parents, how are you going to handle it when your child tells you things that are very scary and your insides are wanting to just (laughs) claw its way out? How are you going to keep that composure and how do you respond to your child? So we give them lots of kind of real life working scenarios in that. That that is so beautiful. I want to interrupt just a second and although this is hard to remind homeschool parents like Candace was saying bullying doesn't just happen in a public school setting these days the cyber world is is huge and very hard to escape and i have worked with kids who have been bullied terrifyingly or harassed in the social media in gaming but also in church youth groups. Oh, yes. In scouts. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. I am so glad you brought that up, Vicki, because actually in our, our story, it talks about a part where the young man's in church group and the kid who was the most horrific to him was actually in his youth group and his church group. Mm-hmm. And he was very different in front of the adults than he was his child and really broke him because he thought that would be a place that he could come and be safe. And he turned away from going to church anymore and going to youth group and walked away from it because of the abuse that no one was really noticing. Yeah. It's so easy for us grownups when we're uncomfortable to think, oh no, these are Christians. They're not going to act that way. But, you know, Christians are people too. And it is easy to get tricked into bullying or to think that there's something wrong with me because I am being bullied. So to have have that acknowledged to parents like, okay, the, the world doesn't have totally safe places. This is earth. Right. And even seven or 10 more, more children are gathered, uh-huh. you are likely to have a situation to arise. Yeah. And so even in our homeschool world, as co-op leaders or meetup groups or enrichment 
is. It's something we need to be aware of so we can identify if we're dealing with these different issues. Or as a parent, how do you, in a, the appropriate way, respond and be able to provide feedback and document, this is what I'm seeing on a consistent basis and asking for help. And that's, yeah, those are your resources. I am so excited about those resources. Like parents, when your child comes to you and says, this is happening digitally or in real life, it's not something they need to grow out of. It's something that in their world, it's big enough they're coming to you with. And so Candace has some tools like, like, so, all right. So Candace, <laughs> tell everybody how to find you. And, um, and I just have to get you back for another episode because this is such a passion for me. I would love to come back. Um, you guys can find us at Bullied, Broken, Redeemed. That's my website. I also run a private Facebook group that I give parents and there's lots of other parents in there who are dealing with and looking for resources. So same name, Bullied, Broken, Redeemed. You can join our Facebook group there where I do lots of stuff to help our parents. And, you know, we just would love to connect with you and find ways to help. We were actually getting ready to start many weekend retreats mm-hmm. and small group forms with parents and children this fall, but that's going to be on hold <laughs> for a little while, as I'm sure you guys can imagine. Yeah. And I just, I want to leave you guys, parents out there, as Vicki said, if your child has come to you and they have expressed any issues of something's going on, 70% of children never tell. Yeah. 70%. And if they have given you, that is a gift. If they have shared into your world that something is going on, look at that as the most precious gem and stone, because it may literally be the bit of information you have to save their life. And that is not being overly dramatic. It is as a mom who is working with youth and as someone who professionally is doing this many times, parents, when looking back and now they know They've been aware of what it is. They can see all the red flags they've missed, but prepare yourself and know how to handle it. And if they give you anything, please don't brush them off because they won't come back again. Take them seriously and just be the space for them to come to you. It will really help build a relationship with your child. Lovely. Absolutely magnificent. Well, I, I am blessed beyond words, Candace. Thank you so much. I will have links for all of these, the Facebook group and the Bully Broken and Redeemed um, website. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. And please get in touch with Candace um, if you've got any questions and we will have her back again soon. Okay. Thank you everybody for joining us today. This has been the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. We'll see you next week.